0: Hello everyone, uh, Ron Hunt is with me, and I am Art Ware, and we are, I am the Power Wise Thinking Podcast, Growth Mindset
1: Guru, Growth Mindset Guru is with us, All right. and, and Catalyst Coach Ronald Hunt. Absolutely. So Absolutely. this is going to be an exciting, exciting journey for the, for the uh, listeners, Art. Yes, yes. And, and for you, Art, yes. because we're going to do something very special. Let me let me okay. start breaking this down. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're going through John Maxwell's twenty one irrefutable laws of leadership. Yes, we are. Um, ironically, Art has just started a new leadership position, and, and although he's had leadership positions in many organizations over the years, yes, this is going to be a this challenging is this. one, this isn't is, it? Art? Yes,
0: yes, yes. So and and okay. yeah. so. so All books are a journey, Art, right? Yeah, all books are a journey, and
1: they take you to places, sometimes surprisingly. So this is a special ride, Mm -hmm. because not only are we going to break this down for everybody, from, you know, uh, 1999, John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. a little bit updated, Mm -hmm. but, but some of these concepts, we're going to put our growth mindset twist on yes but the special part and and this is going to be fascinating for the people who listen is that we're doing this in real time real time exactly. be, be, because art is going to up his leadership game okay. as we share it at the end of all of our episodes here's the tease we're going to go through a quiz for the listeners and for Art. That's it. And we're going to see I how much I volunteered to go, go to go on the chopping block here. So, so we're going to see how much Art improves mm-hmm. and how much the listeners improve yes. over this journey. So I'm so excited, Art. I am,
0: uh, I am too. i a little reserved,
1: but, but let's that, go with it. I'm 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 good. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm good because I'm the coach in this situation, and yeah, you and, and you and you're here and you're here as right. part of the journey. That's it. So, uh, what is the name of this chapter, Art? And why the why is Law it Law of the Lid? And which now, threw me for a loop for a
0: while. I didn't figure it out until I was, you know, probably three quarters of the way through the chapter because I was looking for the you know the lid like the shop that's in
1: Cross and mall that sells hats yep it's similar but a lot lot different now I think it's super interesting because an author or a speaker always puts something first in their uh, presentation mm-hmm. for a reason yes usually because it's most important
0: but yeah. what that's my thinking I always try to go with the most important and then so so weight
1: down so what he is telling us here Is that we have limits as organizations as humans as leaders yes and he's saying that an organization cannot overcome a leader who's limited we may have a different opinion a little later in the chapter art
0: growth mindset people we should challenge that
1: Uh, very good but it's very 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 interesting and Mm -hmm. he starts this chapter with a long dissertation about two brothers, can yeah. you go into that for us, Art? Yeah, and and uh, I think Dick and Maurice. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave off their last name oh, okay. for just a all second. Right, all right, all okay. right. Okay. All
0: right. So two brothers, <clears throat> uh, and we're gonna obfuscate a little bit. So <laughs> let's uh, let, let's uh, take people through this, um, and uh, these two brothers, you know, founded a business. And, you know, they went through the various, you know, phases of basically a, a fast, food, sure. a, a fast they, food restaurant. They
1: were probably the first fast food establishment.
0: Yeah, in terms of, I mean, and they, they realized, you know, probably pretty fast that they needed to get it down to a certain, you know two or three things to be first efficient and to be able to get the food in a fast way a fa- the fastest way out uh to the uh customer so a uh, long story kind of short um they ended up with uh this restaurant that basically sold burgers and fries yep
1: um, and they had developed something called the Speedy Service System, mm-hmm. and which was based, genius. It, it, it was genius. Mm-hmm. And companies to this day, including Toyota, they are always asking their employees, "Where do the, where does the next item need to be, so that it's eat, so you don't have to stretch for it, so that's where it's supposed to be." Mm-hmm. And that's basically what they did, and they did it in the nineteen fifties, art, which was. Yes. Unheard of. Yes. If you were lucky, you could go into a diner and get out of it in an hour in the mm-hmm, 1950s, mm-hmm, according mm-hmm. to my folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just a twinkle. Yeah. So, so they were making money. Um, their revenue hit $350,000, uh-huh. and they were making hundred grand a year, which was unheard of for a restaurant. A huge, huge amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, what, what happened after that? Um... As,
0: as I recall, Ron. Sure. You know, they, they wanted to
1: continue to expand because I guess the, fun, the monies needed, they need to make more money. Right. The multiplier effect, two restaurants would make more money than one mm-hmm. restaurant. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't want to work 100 hours a week. So they decided that they were going to have a friend. Franchise. Well, it wasn't well, called a not franchise. Quite. Not then, not quite. No. Not quite there but, yet. Okay. But but they kind of licensed their idea yeah. to a friend. Right. And the friend went belly up in no time at all. Right. I remember Be- that. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously Dick and Maurice had something going on in terms of leadership because their employees bought in. Because you know, their their employees said, Well, if there's a better way to do it, we're gonna do it because Dick and Maurice are successful. Mm-hmm. But if their cousin Joe started telling five women who've cooked burgers all their life that there's a better way to do it, they didn't buy in mm-hmm. because he might not have had the same leadership qualities yeah, and influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they all so they they were not they so Dick and Maurice were leaders, but they weren't high enough leaders to make it work across a different restaurant without their direct input. Mm-hmm. So uh, what John Maxwell writes, he, he goes, they were thinking patterns clamped a lid down on what they could do and what they could become. Uh, I think we can, we can tell everyone the last name now, Art. Right. McDonald's. McDonald's, that's a good, yep. Yeah. Um, so McDonald's would have been a one-restaurant chain for want, of them meeting a milkshake maker named Ray Croc. Ray Croc. Ray Croc. Ray um
0: so, so I didn't know this first part of the story. I knew about the Ray Kroc part of it. I didn't know this first part of the story.
1: Oh, this is a phenomenal story. There are movies about it, and I recommend people to go see it. Because, um, I'm, it was just an amazing, amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, he ends up buying McDonald's mm-hmm. from them. Right. And the name, and all of that, yeah. But he, I mean, with a wing and a prayer, uh, Ray Kroc put up everything he owned, he was not paying his mortgage, he was losing his wife, all these harsh, harsh things, because Ray was the visionary. Ray could figure out how to get this to work in other places. Which was a big stretch. Because he did not have the law of the lid. Right. There are certain people in our lives who are visionaries. Yeah. And Ray had this vision. And and the stubbornness and ability to convince other people to loan him money and equipment and land and mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. to fulfill this dream. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Kroc first bought the rights to open a restaurant and then made it a franchise system. Right. And then he turned around and sold his idea to other prospective restaurant owners. So the McDonald's that started were, in 1954. I mean, he came in this process. 54, 55, absolutely. uh-huh. And he was also smart enough to know he couldn't do it alone. Right. So he would hire... The smartest people to help him run this business mm-hmm. um, kind, of,
0: kind of kind of similar to what happens in Silicon Valley today people compete for the best brains and the best minds and the best abilities so that they can have the best app and the best outcomes and the best creativity so this was
1: that model then so uh, to keep it interesting for the listeners how much money do, do the listeners think that Ray Kroc made between 1954 and 1962? We'll circle back to that one in a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, so eventually, he he did manage to scrape up enough investors and enough money to buy the exclusive rights to McDonald's in 1961. Six years later, from uh, from the brothers.
0: Well, here here's something, Ron. I think we is timely to say. Uh, and it's the first kind of box that uh, that Mr. Maxwell mentions. It says, "The higher you want to go,
1: or the higher you want to climb, the more you need leadership." Exactly. It's it's pheno- that's a phenomenal quote, mm-hmm. and it's directly from John Maxwell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, today, um, thirty one thousand McDonald's in one hundred nineteen countries. That's um, quite quite the growth mindset, are That's quite. The, it, it's quite the expansion. That's that's unbelievable growth. And Ray Kroc used some of those billions of dollars to buy the San Diego Padres, among other things. And uh, his foundation has done some amazing charitable yes. work along yes. the way. Yes. And I think we should...
0: And I remember, I because remember his, his wife was the last one to pass away. Yep. And a lot of her requests went to charity as well. So... You know, they were they were able to do some things that move the needle from a social standpoint,
1: and we see this all the time in business, uh, and we'll circle back to this at the end of the chapter as well. Mm-hmm. But um, Ray Kruk was the catalyst, yes. And I call myself a catalyst coach because er- I feel that everybody has superstar ability to do things in their life, but I, they I, just need. I, meet-
0: I can say, Ron, I would not be where I am today if it were not for you. I can say that. Unequivocally.
1: And <laughs> there are free samples somewhere in the description of, of these podcasts, I'm sure. But catalysts are change agents. They multiply the effect. Yes. So Ray Kroc was the catalyst here. So the greater you want to, again, he, he, he almost lost everything, but he it stuck with it. It takes that coming to the, you know, basically to the bleeding edge sometimes to... So, John, John Maxwell introduces us to two graphs um, mm-hmm. on page six and seven of this chapter right. for those who are well, following along. Got the book and, and, and uh, have uh, committed themselves to growing along with us. So, if you have the, the greatest idea, let's say you're an eight out of a ten, but you don't have leadership ability, you can accomplish one-seventh or 14% of of people who have that that great idea and the same amount of leadership ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're not talking about perfect systems, we're not about talking about perfect products, mm-hmm. we're not talking about perfect leaders. If we're very good and we have a very good product, we're gonna do very, very well in life. Right, right. So, um, the, okay, we're gonna circle back for everybody who answered our question. Ray Kroc took zero dollars <laughs> the first seven years while he was not paying bills and doing all these other things, just piecing this together be, be, by being the visionary. And this is the amazing part, Art, and I've, I see this in in my own businesses as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. If I'm excited about something, I can communicate that level of excitement to you, and if you and that helps you believe not only in me. Mm-hmm. But in what I'm championing, and, and 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 listen to this.
0: This is the second box. Uh, there is a multiplier effect. Exactly. Because because of that, you know that not the leadership and the enthusiasm. But you know, it's, it's really the leadership, enthusiastic leadership that has that you know multiplier or expansion effect that you don't get otherwise. And there'll
1: be chapters later in this book where we talk about leaders who have. Either the ability mm-hmm. or the product, but not both. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to look forward to for everybody. Sure, sure, so sure. This, this, I'd say, is the controversial part of the chapter, Art. Okay. Um, John Maxwell. How so? Um, because I don't think either one of us believes 100% in this premise. He says, to change the direction of the organization, change the leadership.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're both of the growth mindset, and we, we're both of the thinking that people can grow, and people can change, and people can become better, uh, and they can get to a, a level from where they are to
1: where they want to go. And I, I agree 100%. So, what I would change that to is it not to change the leader but to change the leadership because we can improve the leader to lead the people. A couple case studies where changing the leader is necessary, let's say the New York Jets. You know, uh, for for those of our... uh, New York Giants. (laughs) New York Giants, long-suffering football fans. Now, the leadership of these teams, the general manager, the coaches, they weren't able to inspire their players to perform up to their levels of competence or beyond because that's what we want from our employees is to go a little bit beyond when we need them to. Not every day, Mm -hmm. but when we're up against a project, when we're looking to change something in an organization and we both know how hard it is to change things in organizations Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. we need to have that inspiration. That is a good example of perhaps when we need to change a leader an example of when we don't need to change the leader um, Apple computers Steve Wozniak well, he was the brains behind Apple computers yeah. no leadership potential what did he do he brought in Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. unbelievable leadership potential people would follow him through yeah. walls they'd let him they'd let him yell at them yeah. and do their job yeah. because he had Charisma, so to speak. I don't know what you, what you call. I call it charisma. He, there, there's some, but you know, I'm not. I'm not justifying his leadership yeah. style. Yeah. But he did get people so, to follow him. You know, so, I don't know what, what whatever you call that that ingredient. Yep. You
0: know, and and there are other people that could have had all of the things he had, but they just couldn't
1: muster the, you know, the the followership that he could. So John Mm -hmm. Maxwell was was fascinated by a gentleman by the name of Don Stevenson, Mm -hmm. who used to buy hotels and other companies, and the first thing he did was get rid of the entire leadership.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I'm I'm drawing my fingers across my throat (laughs) because, you know, I guess I think I'm on TV, but basically he would... He would act. And he and everything. He and
1: the act. and the premise was, which John Maxwell mm-hmm. bought into, was if he had been a good leader, the organization wouldn't be in the me- the mess it's in. Now there is a short term advantage to firing the leader. It allows for the rebound effect. Mm-hmm. It does re- it does recharge employees to do their job or excel a little bit mm-hmm. for several reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a to unleash their potential and and actually take joy in their job, but B more often to impress the new boss. Right? Have you ever seen that happen where a new manager or a new boss comes in yeah. and people who have done nothing all of a sudden all, the best things since sliced bread. And have and, and are are coming up with ideas that they were afraid to bring up with the last people. Yeah. So this this is the exciting part, Art. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. At the end of each chapter, we're going to have a small quiz, and I want everybody in the audience to follow along with Mm -hmm. us. So uh, for the law of the lid, uh, we're going to go from zero to three, where zero is never, three is always. Okay. Now, everybody who's doing this with us, I want you to watch. I want you to make two columns on a piece of paper. And there's going to be the column that we answer today. And there's going to be the column that we answer at the end of the book. Okay. So the first question, when faced with a challenge, my first thought is, who can I enlist to help? Not what can I do? Is that never, zero, rarely, one, occasionally, two, or three, always? I'm going to say one, rarely. Awesome. Question number two. When my team, department, organization fails to achieve an objective, my first assumption is that it's some kind of leadership issue.
0: Um, occasionally, because now we have technology that could also be a problem. So
1: give me a number. Uh, two. I Okay. I believe that developing my leadership skills will increase my effectiveness dramatically. One, two or three um, I'm, I'm three on that one I think that everybody out there, if they are of the growth mindset, if they've been following us for a while art three is going to be the answer but we see we, we did have some one and twos in there so this is this is fantastic. Because as growth mindset people, we believe in the power of self-improvement and organizational Absolutely. improvement. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a couple tips on how to apply the law of the lid to your life. Okay? And Art, oh, why don't you go with the first one? Um, let see. <clears throat> List
0: some of, the, some of your major goals. Uh, try to focus on significant objective things that will require a year or longer of your time. List at least five, but no more than ten. Ident- uh, now identify which one, uh, which ones, will require the participation or cooperation of other people. For these activities, your leadership ability will greatly impact your effectiveness. Love that.
1: Assess your leadership ability. Complete the leadership evaluation, and we did that in the mm-hmm. back of the book to get an idea of your basic leadership mm-hmm, ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Number three. Uh, ask others to rate your leadership.
1: That's
0: <laughs> a little more, uh, you know, you got, if, you, if you're a control person, it's gonna be a little difficult to, you know, get up off of, you know, and ask for that to, you know, be consummated. So ask but others. But it's so to, important. Yeah, because you you know you may think you're the best thing since, you know, um, brewed beer or whatever you want, ever analogy you want to use. But when others give you the feedback, then you know really where you are.
1: I call this the check-in moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, talk to your boss, your spouse, two colleagues at your level, and three people you lead. You lead a about your leadership ability. Ask each of them to rate you on a scale of zero to nine, zero <laughs> being low, nine being high, in each of the following areas. Now, he, these are the areas. Pe- sure. People skills, planning and strategic thinking, vision, and results. And you know, I you think know, those you are know, your four you know, qualities. You know where I, where I score highest?
1: Where? That third one. Yep, I, I think so. So here's always what we got, do. I always got ideas. Here's what we do. We've, we've got a lot of numbers now. You know, we get, we get out our phone and we, we open the calculator function. And
0: also one, people skills, I think I can handle, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I think your people skills are amazing. You mm-hmm. you, you network and, and communicate as well as almost anybody I know. Right. So we're going to average the scores, and then we're going to compare them to what our own assessment is. Yes. So based on these assessments, is your leadership skill better or worse than you expected? Is there a gap between your assessment and that of others what do you think is the cause how willing are you to grow in the area of leadership all right this has that's been a phenomenal where,
0: that's where the rubber meets the road yeah uh, you can read all this stuff and you can read this chapter 50 times but if you're not reading this willing to do that last sentence what you talked about then you're still stuck at go.
1: So that is the law of the lid art. And we, we the lid. and, and we, we broke it down. Yes. And we, we gave it our own, you know, variations talk, to it. Yeah, we talked plainly so people could understand it. And we challenged everybody. Yes. To to not only accept the fact that we have the potential to improve, mm-hmm. but we can get a little granular now. We mm-hmm. we kinda know when mm-hmm. we ask other people where we're not measuring up to where we think we already are. That is right. That is right. I thought the content was pretty pretty good this morning. And like, uh, today, really. look look forward look forward to our next session. Absolutely. And <clears throat> uh, Art, you know, uh, the Power Wise Thinking podcast. The Growth Mindset Guru. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I, I'm giving Art a fist bump right now. All right.